Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. Helping to provide dairy industry solutions for food security and the environment, the U.S. Dairy Forage Research Center scientists cover everything from the soil to the forage through the animal, and then in the manure. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farmaport. Dennis Hancock, Dairy Forage Research Center Director, says much of what they're working on today is on alfalfa. Some of the highlights of what new programs that we're working on right now is uh, working quite a bit on alfalfa and talking about how to uh, better utilize it on the farm, uh, some of the ecosystem services of alfalfa, uh, the value of it in the dairy ration, uh, minimizing methane, and that's another area in which we're really focusing on lately is doing a lot of work to try to design diets that will be minimizing the amount of methane that's coming out from the dairy industry. That's a real focus in the in the new research dairy that we're getting ready to build as well. Another uh, major focus that we have is with soil health and building soil health uh, resiliency in our cropping systems, uh, protecting that soil, but also building the, the quality of it, uh, building carbon in the soil, holding on to nutrients, minimizing nitrate leaching, for example, and phosphorus runoff. Uh, so we've made some major investments in soil health and cooperation with UW and also with the Michael Fields Ag Institute as well. Um, another area that we're really focusing in on is, uh, as I mentioned, methane emissions and other types of uh, designer diets. So that's uh, a major focus too. So another area that we're really working on is uh, the environmental fate of uh, and the impact of the dairy industry and looking at uh, nutrient loss from the dairies, but also looking at uh, Pathogens and trying to distinguish uh, in the groundwater pathogens that might be in the well water, distinguishing that from the dairy industry versus things like rural septic systems. Uh, and we're finding some really interesting results there that show that uh, the dairy industry isn't quite the culprit everyone makes it out to be. So that's been an interesting new development there, too. So, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of exciting things going on, including building a, a new research dairy, too. Can you touch on that new research dairy? Take me through an update of where it's at and how you're going to be utilizing it moving forward with your research. This has been a huge uh, boon to us. We are so excited to be able to replace our old dairy, which uh, definitely needs to be replaced in keeping with the new era of the dairy industry. Uh, so we are quite a far along in our design process. We expect the 95% design documents uh, coming in the next few weeks. Hope to be able to advertise that for, for bid uh, this summer. We're going to open up for a public comment period here very shortly so the public can kind of see what we've been planning and and evaluate some of the impacts of that on, on the local community. We're excited to be able to bring that to the local community because I think it's going to be a jewel for the community. I think they'll really be proud of what we're trying to do there. As part of that, we're going to have a large number of different aspects of, of daring that we will be able to research in there including robotic uh, milking systems. It's the first in uh, USDA to be able to, to look at robotic milking. So we'll have four robot modules there. We'll also have environmental chambers where we'll be able to measure those methane emissions and ammonia emissions and all the other things that we've been talking about in terms of greenhouse gases and environmental impact. 
Uh, we'll also be able to continue doing some of our individual animal work and group work, heifer development research. We're adding a calf barn, which is really exciting. We're going to be able to do some work with uh, and some research with our calves and uh, studying how they develop their uh, rumens, etc. So we're really excited about what this is going to bring. We're actually going to be housing four of our scientists' uh, office and labs will be there. So we're really excited about uh, being able to add uh, people out there and uh, the kind of research that we'd be able to do. So this research obviously is going to be very beneficial for the agriculture industry, but how is this building going to be beneficial for the community as well? Well, we hope that it can be more of a, a showcase for new practices and new opportunities within the dairy industry there. Uh, we will have a, a larger conference room that we will be able to open up for trainings, and we hope to be able to do some demonstrations there locally. And, you know, the other thing that we hope is to be a better partner with our neighboring communities there with the Ho-Chunk Nation next door, uh, with the Wisconsin DNR uh, sharing that Badger uh, property there in Sauk City. Uh, We hope to be able to be uh, good partners and, and good stewards of the land as well. So you guys also have a very good working relationship with the USDA on alfalfa and forage research. Can you take me through what is going on with that and the benefits and successes you have had so far? Yeah, we've had some great uh, collaborations between our center and our sister uh, center in St. Paul. The plant science research unit there has been very beneficial and, and great teammates in, of ours in developing new solutions and new opportunities for alfalfa specifically. They have a plant breeder there. They also have a couple scientists, a chemist that's working on new products. Uh, we have a scientist from a plant physiology standpoint that's looking at value-added products coming out of alfalfa. We are also looking at hiring and actually currently are interviewing for a, an alfalfa physiologist to work on winter kill. That's a major problem for us in the upper Midwest, and we're really trying to tackle that uh, that challenge as well. We've got a lot of uh, work going on, not only at our center, but at our sister unit there in, in St. Paul. You mentioned some of the challenges that the Midwest is facing. Can you maybe describe some of the other challenges that they're facing and what you guys are doing to help mitigate that? Well, there's a lot of challenges that we face uh, in the dairy industry and agriculture writ large. Some of the biggest challenges I see coming is on the environmental front. While we have a great agricultural industry, we should always strive for improvements in our stewardship of the land. And one of the major areas is with nitrates, and especially in the Mississippi River watershed, we have to be very concerned about uh, the amount of nitrate loading that's going on. So some of our research is focused on that, trying to improve that. Developing practices that are really practical, you know, not some of the, the more uh, extreme types of uh, practices, but some things that really will make sense and be beneficial to the farmer as well as to the environment. Same sort of thing for phosphorus runoff, too. We're really, uh, we've done a lot of work with manure application techniques and refining that and low disturbance methods to try to really lessen the environmental footprint of, of the dairy industry. You mentioned some of your guys' major initiatives earlier. Can you go into a little bit more detail on what those are and what you guys are doing with each of them? Yeah, so one that I mentioned was the methane research and designing diets that are more uh, beneficial and lowering uh, methane emissions. And, and actually, methane for a dairy animal is energy lost. So 
the lower the methane, actually, the more efficient the animal generally is. And so we've been looking at uh, ration changes, uh, even even really strange ideas like uh, using seaweed. There's uh, one project right now where we uh, are going to be looking at uh, using some of those types of products to lessen uh, methane emissions, some of which have great potential. Others, eh, probably not going to work, but we got to show the data to to uh, to make sure that folks aren't uh, being sold something that is ineffectual as well. So uh, we're trying to, to help out the producer, but also our citizens to ensure that uh, we're producing safe, wholesome, and environmentally uh, low-impact types of uh, dairy products. So that's that's another area that we've been really focusing on lately. We have a great team. Um, you know, the Dairy Forge Research Center was established in uh, the early 80s, and uh, they built a legacy there of, of great science. And, you know, they may have not really been talked a lot about in the circles of dairy farmers, but the things that influence the the uh, the ration formulation and, and agronomic practices, a lot of that came out of the, the Dairy Forage Research Center. And now we have a new crop of, of scientists coming on that are just absolute rock stars. And I'm really proud to to be able to be the center director there. We, we have a great team, and we hope that folks will check us out on the website and, and take a look at some of the research that we have done and some of the research projects that we're working on now. That was the U.S. Dairy Forage Research Center Director, Dennis Hancock. To learn more about what they're doing, go to ars.usda.gov. From the Midwest Pharma Report, I'm Charity Stebecker.